Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Level Unlocked Podcast Quick Save. I am your host, James Gelzy. You can find me at Twitter and Twitch at JimmyNoodlesGG and at YouTube at JimmyNoodlesGaming. Before we get started today, I have a little bit of housekeeping that uh, I want to address. Uh, first thing, I apologize for not doing the podcast last week, uh, not uploading it. It was just a very hectic week last week uh, for me physically and mentally. Uh, had a lot of shit going on. So I promise from now on that I will be more transparent about when I am taking a week break. Also, I will try my best to be a little bit more consistent when it comes to uh, comes to uploading the podcast. Uh, also, uh, the other thing is there are going to be more changes possibly coming to the show coming here soon. Um, don't know much about it. I uh, just want to give you all a little heads up early on. We have been talking about... Um, with with schedules and stuff, um, it's becoming harder and harder for us to all get together, as you can tell, uh, to do the podcast every week or every other week in this case. But uh, we're going to be talking about it here in, in the next coming days. Um, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it. See what see what we're gonna do. See what we're going to. Um, see how we're going to continue on with the podcast uh, going on forward. But we will let you know immediately as soon as anything happens. We will let you know at all of our socials, or uh, I know definitely on my personal social, and then the Level Unlocked uh, Twitter, Facebook, uh, and I think we also have Instagram. Uh, and that's Level Unlocked on Facebook, Level Unlocked Podcast on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter at LVL Unlocked Pod. But anyway, I have two weeks of video game news to talk about. So let's get started. The very first thing that we have today is Pokemon cards. Now, Pokemon cards have been the hot ticket item for, I would say, a little bit over a year now. Um, people have been buying them like crazy. Uh, prices have gone to the absolute moon, <laughs> to say the least, and interest in it as a whole has gone skyrocketing. I know I, myself, as a person who who does collect them for the fun of it, um, have been having a harder and harder time trying to get packs and booster boxes, that kind of stuff. Um, so... It's been a it's been a very interesting few months for for Pokemon cards, but it's about to get even more interesting and even harder to find because Target is joining uh, Walmart in not selling any Pokemon cards inside their stores anymore. So this is uh, from USA Today. Uh, in a statement from USA Today, the retailer Giant said the cards will be available to purchase on its website. Effective May 14th, which was last week, uh, Target will suspend sales of MLB, NFL, NBA, and Pokemon trading cards in-store 
the retailer said. So this is all because of back a few weeks ago in Brookfield, Wisconsin. A fight broke out at Target after a disagreement over the cards. And the police ended the altercation. Uh, and apparently the man who started the altercation, um, or one of the, one of the men involved in the altercation, uh, had been attacked by four others, pulled out his gun. So definitely don't want any of that. They're citing safety and that kind of stuff, which is understandable. Um, yeah, so it's been a very crazy, crazy a uh, few months with uh, Pokemon cards and that kind of stuff. So, um, here's hoping it regulates out and we can go out and uh, go to stores and pick up more cards at your major retailers. Resident Evil Village was a game that came out uh, recently. I've been playing it. It's fantastic. I absolutely love it. Uh, but, however, is not selling apparently physically that well in Japan. Uh, the latest Famitsu, uh, mm -hmm, yeah, the latest Famitsu box game sales data shows that the PS4 and PS5 versions from Video Game Chronicles, by the way, um, shows the PS4 and PS5 versions of the game combined sold 149,884 copies in its first week in Japan, which is less than what Biohazard, Resident Evil 7 Biohazard, managed to do in 2017, which was. 231,188 cards, or not cards, uh, copies. Uh, this makes it the worst in Japan in about 19 years. But that's not including any kind of um, digital sales. And Western sales have really bumped it up. Um, outside of Capcom's home market, uh, Village has enjoyed a strong first week of performance. According to the publisher, Village shipped 3 million units worldwide in its first four days on sale. So even though it's not not doing that well in uh, Japan, it's definitely doing well in the rest of the world. Um, Village also recorded the second biggest physical launch week in, of 2021 in the UK to date, behind only Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. Again, according to um, Video Game Chronicles. So, Resident Evil Village is really good. Absolutely love the game. Super fun. I uh, still need to beat it. Final Fantasy XIV had their fan fest this week. Or not this week, uh, last week. And we got more Endwalker news. The latest expansion coming up. Um, pretty much they're showing, they showed off some of the new classes. The Reaper job is their new DPS job. Uh, it's a two-handed scythe in addition to very cool, uh, you got a ghost avatar from the Void that helps you fight. Basically, basically you have a fucking JoJo stand. So you can't really go wrong. Um, Old Charlon is the Endwalker's hub city. And just a whole bunch of new stuff talking about um new raids uh melvera characters are coming and it is going to be released on november 23rd for ps4 ps5 pc and mac but i guess if you 
pre-order. Uh, if you pre-order it, you get early access to this expansion a few days before uh, it comes out. So if you if you like 14, which is great. Hey, just so you guys know, in case you didn't know, there is a uh, free trial going on. You can play up to level 60 with no limits and includes the critically acclaimed Heaven's Ward expansion as well. So you can play Final Fantasy XIV, get into it, get ready for Endwalker, and yeah, play Final Fantasy XIV. It's really good. What isn't really good is Starfield news. Again, this is also from Video Game Chronicles. According to reports, and these again are these are just rumors, so who knows how legitimate it is. Uh, looks like Bethesda's highly anticipated star-based RPG, uh, space-based RPG, I should say, Starfield, is going to be an Xbox and PC exclusive. Will not be coming to the PlayStation 5. Um, it also re- suggests that the RPG, the game will appear at E3 this year and the next month, actually. Oh, fuck. E3's next month. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, it'll be an E3 and release in 2022. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, I might play it. Who knows? Um, I'm not, not a Bethesda fan at all. Like, at all. Uh, I think their games are garbage. Um, until the fans patch them. So. Uh, Warzone. You know what? Fuck it. Let's talk about this. Okay. Hey, let's get a little serious right now. Let's let's get a little serious. Uh, earlier in the month, in the in uh, what is it? Um, uh, Israel attacked Palestine. Uh, let's just let's just talk about it real quick. Um, it happened in West Bank, Gaza. The Israel military bomb or attacked with artillery i do believe um attacked a building in palestine that was believed to be holding um be holding some palestinian like uh national or like uh, not nationalists but extremists um that it was kind of in the middle of like it, it attacked a major building. Um, Al Jezra's office was there. Uh, their Middle East office was there. Um, and you know, people, civilians who have nothing to do with any of this, uh, lost, unfortunately lost their lives. Um, but, whether you, no matter what side of this conflict you're you're on, innocent people are suffering and unfortunately losing losing their lives uh, because of this. Um, Gamespot has a really good article here on different fun, uh, different places you can donate uh to 
help out uh, these the all the people who are affected by this. So we have uh, Palestine Children's Relief Fund, uh, Medical Aid for Palestine, uh, Doctors Without Borders, of course, United Nations Relief and Work Agen- Works Agency, and Muslim Relief. Um, please, if you have any means of donating or anything like that, um, please consider uh, donating to uh, these charities. Uh, and in the description, the very first thing is going to be a link to this GameSpot article. Um, yeah. So I, I, I really hate to get, to get heavy on these, uh, podcasts, but, um, uh, unfortunately the world that we live in is, uh, kind of, kind of like that. Um, so I was fully prepared, uh, to praise IGN this week or this pot yeah well last week technically um i was fully ready to praise the article that they posted uh in support of the palestinians uh and showing linking tons and tons of charities and organizations that will help that help the the, the people desperately in need uh and then this happened IGN took down the article and their tweet sharing Palestinian aid groups. They took down the article. It was shortly after the post went live. And from what it sounds like, Again, this is all just kind of rumors and that kind of stuff. Speculation. Uh, IGN's parent company, Ziff Davis, demanded the content to be removed. Um, Fun fact, IGN has an Israel branch. Fun fact, too, they probably weren't too happy about IGN US posting about uh, Palestinian aid. Uh... So, also Game Informer's uh, exact same thing from Game Informer. Uh, it was pulled as well. Um, let's say, okay, so they IGN released a statement saying the original post was, quote, not in line with our intent of trying to show support for all people impacted by tragic events. And that, quote, by highlighting only one population, the Post mistakenly left the impression that we were politically aligned with one side. Um. Yeah. It also looks like IGN Africa did the same thing. Um, They republished the story, but that was also removed. Uh... IGN Israel Oh yeah so IGN Israel made a statement as well uh, now this is automatically translated from Google Wait no it's not. no it's not 
So let's, I haven't read this. I'm going to be a hundred percent honest with you. I have not read this at all, but let's, let's read this real quick. Um, a statement from IGN Israel. IGN Israel would like to clarify its remarks in relations to a social media post we made regarding the U.S. or IGN U.S. fundraiser article posted last Friday slash Saturday morning, which was subsequently removed by IGN U.S. We chose to believe IGN U.S.'s motivation for the original fundraising article was purely humanitarian, not political, and that it does not intend to take a side of the people, civilians, of either population. However, the prominent image of the Palestine flag in U, uh, IGN US's header during the time of active conflict between the two states, which severely affected the innocent civilians on both populations, strongly give the appearance in our view. Many of the IGN Israel teams are currently sheltering during heavy rocket attacks, and we felt that we and the people of Israel have been thrown under the bus by our by the brand that we love and have worked so closely together with for the past seven years, IGN. Our community felt the same way at a huge time of distress, which is why we released an initial statement before we could connect with IGN US about their post to the weekend in different time zones. Uh, in addition to the impressions of one-sidedness created uh, by the flag, which was subsequently changed to the International Red Cross by IGN US, which we felt was a reasonable change. The article itself made no reference to the fact that of both sides of the conflict, there are losses of life and destruction, which is tragic, no matter where or why it occurs. IGN Israel did not intend to and would never condemn any genuine charitable efforts or fundraising in and of itself. Rather, we took issue with the fact it appeared that IGN was taking a side regarding the conflict, as described above. We also want to clarify that the intended meaning elsewhere in our original post that IGN US original article did not speak for all other editions, not any other editions. In other words, IGN US's original article did not represent IGN Israel on this topic, which of course we stand by in relation to the original concerns as clarified above. But also, we do not speak for other editions either. Furthermore, while we obviously made our concerns clearly known to IGN US, which raised an alarm on their side, either A, IGN's initial change from the Palestine flag to the International Red Cross, nor B, the subsequent removal of the original article entirely, nor C, the statement which was released on Sunday evening Pacific time, were ultimately due to the actions taken by IGN Israel. These decisions were made solely in the U.S. If IGN releases a new neutral fundraiser page in rea uh, relation to this awful conflict, we would love to support it. The IGN Israel team. So, basically what happened, um, IGN Israel... IGN Israel talked about basically made a tweet saying that it could have been taken the wrong way about the, the views and stuff like that do, that IGN US was making do not reflect that of IGN Israel completely understandable nothing wrong with that i do however 
think that it is fucked that IGN US took down the entire article. Maybe, you know, keep the article up, but also put towards, you know, put also charities for um, Israel foundations, you know, foundations, you know, let's come to a consensus here. Okay. No matter, no matter what side you're on, on this conflict. And I, I really hate getting political on this show. I mean, I want us to have fun. I want us to, you know, joke around, haha, you know, talk about, you know, video games and that kind of stuff. But when it, it comes down to something like this, okay, when it comes down to something like this, we need to, and it, it, it's really hard for me to kind of think on the fly here because I'm just so filled with like so many emotions. Um, right now, uh, we should really, the right answer wasn't to take the article down. Let's just talk about, like, it wasn't the right answer. The right answer would have been kept the article up, but add on to it. And I remember what I was going to say now, because it does, it doesn't matter what side you're on in this conflict it doesn't matter and when it really comes down to like war and any kind of conflict throughout history you look at the people really affected the people who are really affected by war and conflicts like this are the civilians the people who have nothing to do with any of this the people who are just trying to live their lives and try to survive so i understand completely why ign israel kind of kind of said that it, it, it looked like they were supporting Palestine. Which, me personally, I support them. But we're not talking about me. They're... They, they shouldn't have either the US or Ziff Davis or any other parent companies, no matter who it was, should have amended the article to make it more neutral because... Fuck this conflict. It's hurting the civilians and that's it. It's hurting the innocent people. So. I will try. To see if I can find. I'm going to try to find some. Uh, different sites and different organizations. Uh, before uploading this podcast. Uh, for both sides. Um, I already said I'll do the Palestine one, Palestine civilians, and I'll also do one for uh, Israel as well. Whew, okay, I did not expect it to really get that that uh, that heavy. I <laughs> I apologize. I fucking hate talking about that shit so much. It just hurts me. It it hurts me on like an emotional level and it just drains me. 
so much. Uh, let's get back to video games. Haha, <laughs> video game. Uh, new Call of Duty Warzone patch. Add some new stupid shit. Hey, you like John... Did you like John Rambo? Did you watch Rambo 2? What about Die Hard? Do you, do you want to get that winner winner victory royale chicken dinner? As Rambo? Or... John McClane? Well, now you can in Call of Duty Warzone. Uh, in the latest patch, they added something called 80s Action Heroes. Or the, uh, it brings, yeah, a few cool things. So, John McClane from Die Hard, Bruce Willis's character, and Rambo, Sylvester Stallone's character from Rambo, and Nakatomi Plaza, the uh, big, big skyscraper building that um, was in, that's the main set piece for Die Hard 1, are now in Call of Duty Warzone. So that's that's pretty cool. Uh, looks like to, you can buy both John McClane and Rambo as separate operator bundles in Warzone store. The Rambo operator bundle... Contains the legendary operator, two finishing moves, three legendary weapon blueprints, a calling card, emblem, watch, and charm. And there's the Die Hard Operator Bundle, which includes the legendary operator, a finishing move, three legendary weapon blueprints, a calling card, emblem, watch, and a charm. Both of these bundles are available until June 19th. So make sure to get that. Uh, it also looks like there's a CIA outpost in an aircraft hangar. And several survival camps scattered across the map in reference to Rambo First Blood Part 2. Neat. Saints Row is a video game series that I'm not a huge fan of, but I know a lot of people are a huge fan of. Saints Row the Third, however, is uh, generally considered one of the better, the best one in the series, I think, I do believe. Uh, I don't know. I, didn't, I played like 1 and 2 and I think a little bit of 3. Didn't really care for it too much. But it is coming to Xbox Series X and PlayStation 5. Uh, it is coming on May 25th, so it's actually out. Okay, hey, hey, it's out. You can play it now. Uh, both the uh, PS5 and this is from Games Radar, by the way. Uh, it will include a frame rate boost of up to 60 FPS along with dynamic 4K resolution. The Series S version will have two extra modes on top of this. Letting players choose between performance at 1080p at 60 frames per second or beauty, which is 4K 30 frames per second. This upgraded version is free to all current owners of the game and will equivalent uh, and will equivalate to ultra settings on PC. Uh, also, the loading times have been severely reduced on PS5 and Series X when compared to the previous generation's incarnation, thanks to speedy SSDs, all that kind of good stuff. So, uh... Oh, it's also coming to GOG, good old games, on May 22nd, which is now. So, uh, another option alongside Steam version. So, hey, if I get it on PC, definitely got getting it on GOG. Did I already talk about Starfield? I could have sworn I felt like I talked about Starfield. Oh, why did I call it Starlink? Yeah, okay, okay, I have Starfield on here twice. Xbox is doing something great. 
this is from news, uh, the Xbox Wire. Um, they are celebrating. This is from the twentieth, so just a, about a week ago. This is. Um, they are celebrating Global Accessibility Awareness Day. Uh, so they have, as we as we know with like a, the accessibility controller, Xbox is kind of leading the front when it comes to playing games with uh, disabilities, um, making them more accommodating. I should say it's more accommodating to people with disabilities. <clears throat> Uh, so let me just read this excerpt here. Uh, as a part of our, glo- uh, this is from Anita, uh, Anita Mortaloni. She's the director of Xbox accessibility. Uh, quote, as a part of global accessibility awareness day, I am honored to share the work the team at Xbox is doing in gaming accessibility. Accessibility options enable more people to play. And with an estimate over 400 million gamers with disabilities on this planet, We are committed to unlocking the potential for everyone to experience the joys and benefits of gaming. To achieve this, we focus on meeting the needs of our community in three areas. Fostering welcoming communities through listening and support channels. Uh, We want to create a welcoming community where everyone can participate, feel included, and play as they are. This includes providing community to give us feedback, have access to support, and listen to fellow community members. Two, promoting accessibility by design. We believe that designing for the billions of people on this planet starts with designing for just one and extending to many, and that accessibility should be considered from the very start of product design. We are committed to providing resources and support that make it easy to build accessibility into gaming. And three, enabling more gamers to play with expanded accessibility features. Play is a fundamental human need, not for some, but for all. We strive to make life more fun for billions of people around the world by creating gaming experiences that everyone can enjoy. We will continue to add accessibility features to all of our evolving products, services, and games. So that's really cool. Um, Some of the other things that they are doing as well um, is... They announced the Xbox Accessibility Insiders League. Uh, it's a new program that gives you a simple, streamlined way to provide feedback directly to Xbox engineering or game development teams. Anyone who self-identifies as a person with disability can join. The refreshed Xbox Insider Hub has been re- redesigned with accessibility in mind, offering a central tool to find experiences and ways to provide critical feedback that developers need. Updated Xbox customer support page for accessibility. Uh, we heard you are uh, we heard you and are proud to deliver refreshed accessibility support landing page at access or accessible gaming for all the Xbox support. Uh, the redesigned site is restructured, making it easier for players to customize their gaming experiences to meet their needs and find additional avenues for support, including the disability answer desk. New content will continue to be added on the site based off your feedback. Uh, Xbox plays accessibility in gaming talk. Okay, in celebration of Glad. Okay, so they're gonna they did a um um little live stream. Uh, announcing a new gaming and disable or disability player experience guide. 
Uh, the Xbox Gaming Accessibility Team has created a gaming and disability player experience guide that outlines common games accessibility barriers experienced by players across a wide spectrum of disabilities, including situational disabilities. This guide, built on the framework and intended to be used in conjunction with the Xbox Accessibility Guidelines, provide a holistic understanding of the barriers that players with a certain type of disabilities may experience across game mechanics, display, content, and other aspects. It can also be used as an inter, uh, introductory resource in preparation for collaboration with members of the gaming or members of the gaming and disability community for feedback on their specific games. Uh, they also are updating. They updated the uh, Xbox accessibility guidelines. Um, they are also doing uh, Microsoft enable videos uh, monthly. Uh, the Microsoft Enable YouTube channel houses Microsoft accessibility videos in addition to content from Ability Summit, learning webinars, and gaming accessibility. The Microsoft Enable Gaming Access uh, Accessibility YouTube content is released about month uh, monthly on sharing best practices that cover topics like haptic feedback, Xbox accessibility guidelines, visual contrasting games, and more. Uh, one of the ones that they did was talk about uh, was Undead Labs, the people who made uh, State of Decay 2, um, talking about uh, accessibility in that. Uh, party chat. Here's actually something that's really cool. Uh, coming soon, party chat speech transcription and synthesis. Xbox party chat is used by tens of millions of gamers for voice and text chat uh, synthesis. Basically, text-to-speech will be available and speech-to-text and text-to-speech will be soonly soon available uh also talking about more accessibility how uh, talking about gears 5 becoming more accessible talking about their accessibility modes uh, minecraft and their accessibility modes and games that have been awarded and not or nominated for accessibility uh games like hyperdot spiritfarer gears 5 immortals phoenix rising and jedi fallen order Oh my god. Uh, there's so much. I didn't even realize there was so much. Uh, they're making a donation. Xbox is making donations of accessible gaming peripherals to Able Gamers and Warfighters Engaged. Uh, and then Microsoft Rewards on Xbox in all 20 markets can earn and donate points to Special Olympics through Xbox. All Microsoft Rewards donations made in the US, Australia, Canada, UK, France, Germany, Spain, and Italy will be matched by Microsoft during the month of May, in honor of Global Accessibility Awareness Day. Xbox gamers can earn Microsoft points in various ways, such as playing or purchasing games after downloading the Microsoft Rewards app on Xbox, earn points and redeem them for real rewards, join today, and donate through Xbox. Uh, they're also doing a new wallpaper, and yeah, that's that's the long thing. Hey, fucking good on you, Microsoft. Like, can we just talk for a second? how they're just light years ahead of everyone else. It may, I may come off as a Sony fanboy, which I'm not going to deny, but let's just talk about how fucking light years ahead Microsoft is making games accessible to everyone. And it's fucking great. It's, it's fantastic. I love it. I love it so much. Everyone should be able to play video games. No matter your disability, you should be able to play video games and have fun. 
you should be able to have the exact same experiences. Little Big Plan 3. Oh, boy, howdy. Oh, fuck me. Okay, Little Big Planet 3. It's a video game in the Little Big Planet series. Came out, God, years ago. 2017, I think. Oh my god, it came out in 2014. It came out in 2014. Uh, and still been up. People still been making maps. The Little Big Planet community is unbelievable. The, the stuff that they can do is nothing short of amazing, some of the maps. Um, unfortunately, the servers are down. Uh, according to Push Square, uh, they say... Alright, so... Let's, let's just read a little bit of the article. Or actually, let's just read the entire fucking article. Screw it, it's a short article. Uh, quote... The war for Little Big Planet uh, community, uh, the war in the Little Big Planet community continues, forcing the popular series servers offline once again. Earlier in the year, we reported how one fan believed to be frustrated with the franchise's future had launched a DDoS attack on Little Big Planet 3, causing an outage, an outage for upwards of six weeks. Now a user is claiming to, uh, claiming a hashtag. Little Big Victory after injecting offensive messages into other people's games. It's worth stressing that this isn't a case of said user uploading unpleasant content within the title. Instead, they appear to have gained access to the re release notification system, which they are using to share the controversial comments. Uh, Little Big Planet made a statement. Uh, Little Big Planet server update. Uh, due to the severity of recent attacks, we have no other option than to temporarily disable the game servers. We do not take these attacks lightly, especially when they target our loyal community members. Thanks for understanding. Uh, of course, this means... Uh, yeah. So, we're going to see what happens. What are some of the things... Oh, no. Oh, fuck. I'm not even going to read out some of the shit that I just read because it's, it's atrocious. It's fucking disgusting. Um, basically, person started posting a lot of transphobic stuff, which fuck that person right to hell. Uh, here's hoping that Little Big Planet 3 uh, comes back online because we haven't had a, a Little Big Planet, a traditional Little Big Planet in a while. And this is really the only way you can play it, like modernly at least. Uh, I got super excited yesterday. I got super excited yesterday. Alright, story time, everyone. Listeners, it's it's story time. Back when I was a wee little lad. Back in, back in 2000, the year, the mystical year of 2000. I got a Sega Dreamcast for Christmas. And I was fucking hyped. I love the Dreamcast to death. It is one of my favorite systems of all time. There is not a controller that's more comfy in my hands than the Dreamcast controller. 
one of, actually no, the first game I got for the Sega Dreamcast, along with Sonic Adventure 1 and 2, or no, just Sonic Adventure 1, was a little game called Virtual Fighter 3. I loved Virtual Fighter 3 to the point where I played that nonstop for weeks. That would be the only game I played. I played the shit out of Virtual Fighter 3. I could probably pick it up still and just go ham on people. I memorized... Okay, so here's here's actually a story. Okay, so I'm a fucking loser, turns out. Um, when I was in elementary school, after playing Virtual Fighter 3, I memorized every single character that I mained, their opening and victory screens, their animations, and dialogue. And I clearly remember... Being in the playground and <laughs> fucking like like the biggest goober in the world doing Akira's and Jackie's fucking victory poses and speaking and just everyone crowding around me just watching me do this stuff. It was, oh my god, looking back on it, I feel like such a fucking goober. Oh my god. <laughs> I haven't I haven't thought about that. Well, no, that stays that that stays in my mind rent free on it like all the time. But like I honestly legitimately never told that story before. And I just I'm feeling embarrassed for myself just talking about it. Um but hey, they announced Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown. It's being made by Sega AM2, the people who originally made that. That's their that's Sega's like lead R&D team. And the boys at Ryu Gakotoku Studios, the 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 um not judgment, well judgment, yeah, but the the Yakuza series lads are uh working on this. Uh it's the first game since 2012 when Virtual Fighter 5 Final Strike I think it was what it was called came out. Uh, it's coming out June 1st on the PlayStation 4. So you know what I'm doing June 1st. Mark calendars, everyone. James is going to be playing Virtual Fighter 5 forever. James is going to be playing Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown on stream for like hours and hours. Speaking of June, let's go over real quick the stuff from uh, PlayStation Plus, Games of Gold, and Game Pass stuff coming. For... PlayStation. Huh. Games with Gold is still riding that... Or not Games with Gold. Uh, PlayStation Plus still riding that hot streak that they've been having for the past years, for the past few months, of just fucking banger after bangers when it comes to uh, their games. We have Operation Tango for PS5. Uh, team up to save the world on a cooperative spy adventure, challenging you and a friend to join up online to compete da complete dangerous missions across the across the globe in a high tech near future world. Combine skills set from different points of view, playing either hacker or agent, to overcome asymmetrical challenges. Working in tandem with only your voice that to link you. Teamwork is crucial, and communication is key. 
and um, Operation Tango requires both players to have access to a working microphone, so the PlayStation 5 controller. Now, that's only going to be on the um, uh, PS5, PS5 version. Uh, Operation Tango will be available to PlayStation Plus members until Monday, July 5th. Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown. Hey, we just talked about you. That's that's going to be available. Um, this game is not going to not only be available on PlayStation Plus for two months, June and July, but will also be releasing on PlayStation Now in June. PlayStation Plus members can even enter Virtual Fighter 5 Arenas starting Tuesday, June 1st. So Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown will be available to PlayStation Plus members until Monday, August 2nd. And finally, the last game is Star Wars Squadrons, the multiplayer, or the the, the spiritual successor to X-Wing vs. TIE Fighter. Great game. Oh, like, really, legitimately fun game, uh, Star Wars Squadrons. I played it once. I regret not playing more of it, but I'm, like, so out of the loop with it. But, hey, you know... That's going to be available until July 5th. So, hey, maybe I'll re-download it and uh, I'll play it. I won't have to grab the desk version. Uh, games with Gold. They have a few games coming out here. We have Kingsbird, available from June 1st to the 30th. This is the award-winning artistic title. Enjoy a seamless platforming adventure with physics-based movement. Escape into a world kept by a secret by a tyrant and discover the truth about your freedom. Shadow's Awakening will be available from June 16th to July 15th. Take control of a demon summoned from the Shadow Realm. Oh shit, we playing Yu-Gi-Oh here, boys? Uh, to consume the souls of long-dead heroes. With a gripping storyline and challenging gameplay, find out who is in charge, the demon or the soul it devoured. Neo Geo Battle Coliseum from June 1st to, uh, from June 1st to 15th. Uh, with... All the best fighters await you. With a host of original heroes and unique characters that transcend time, unleash this tag team versus fighter with all your favorite Neo Geo warriors amassed under one roof. And then finally, from June 16th to 30th, we have Injustice Gods Among Us. That is, um, that's the, uh, game, the fighting game starring the DC heroes. I didn't know about neo geo battle call scene i'm gonna have to pick that up that sounds fucking rad and then let's talk about the stuff coming to game pass yeah we got we got a lot of stuff actually so pretty much uh tldr big things that we have on red dead online coming to cloud and console uh just cause four Reloaded coming to cloud console and PC. Psychonauts coming to cloud console and PC. Final Fantasy X and X2 re, uh, HD remaster coming to console and PC. And Remnant from the Ashes coming to PC. And then we have other games, uh, but those are kind of the big, big ones. And then finally, PlayStation had a kind of corporate meeting, corp corporate strategy meeting today. This is today, today. So, this is from Engadget, and let's go over some of the, f the, the, the quick things here. Uh, from President, CEO, Chairman, and President Kenshiro Yoshida, he, explain, er, he says that the company's response... Er, 
comes uh, they're questioning whether Sony will ever be able to innovate like it used to. And the company's response to that is uh, that it will, f- it quote, will fill the world with emotion or condo through the power of creativity and technology. Um, he says that Ken- uh, Yoshida explains moves like its recent streaming deal with Disney and Netflix, as well as PS5 shortages. Uh, he went over some of that stuff. Uh, the company's goal right now is to increase the size of the community directly connected to Sony via devices or entertainment from 116 mil- or 160 million to 1 billion people. They also said uh, that they are working on their cloud uh, gaming. They uh, One thing to keep an eye on is Sony's cloud gaming and subscription ambitions. Noting a deal with Jade Raymond's new development studio, Haven, the company said that it's looking to increase engagement on PlayStation Network since that's its largest direct-to-consumer platform. Without going into detail, the release says that it will do this by, quote, strengthening the PlayStation Now cloud streaming game service, and Sony intends to continue investing in or partnering with external studios in addition to investing in its in-house studios to enhance its software offering. Uh, some of the things that they did recently, one of the things is that um, PlayStation upgraded PlayStation Now streaming from 720p resolution to 1080p. So that's pretty cool. And in the announcement, Sony explained it will spend uh, the equivalent of $184 million to, quote, increase development, personnel, and other costs in our in-house game studios. And also... An upgraded PlayStation VR system for PlayStation 5 is on its way. And Sony's and Sony told investors that, quote, Sony AI and SIE, Sony Interactive Entertainment, are jointly developing AI technology that can make game experiences even richer and more enjoyable. So some interesting nuggets of information here from the um, PlayStation call. The investor the investor or company strategy meeting that they had for their investors. All right. So that's all that I have for this long quick save. Uh, Again, like I said, I had two weeks of, uh, two weeks of news to get through, but thank you all so very much for listening and supporting us through all these, uh, episodes. If you would like to become a patron and support us financially, you can go to patreon.com slash, Level Unlocked Podcast, where you can get some uh, pretty neat rewards, like access to our Discord server, one, so you get to hang out with us. Uh, also, things like exclusive writings and exclusive videos as well, and maybe some exclusive uh, other exclusive stuff. We'll see. We'll probably talk about that, too, uh, here in the upcoming, uh, the upcoming days or weeks or whenever we decide to talk about this stuff. Um, but anyway, take a look at that. It's pretty cool. It's pretty neat. You you get the Discord for just a dollar, five dollars a month. Get you get you access to our writings, and stuff. And if you want to also follow us for all of the goings on, you can do that at Twitter or Facebook Level Unlock Podcast, Instagram Level Unlock Podcast, and at Twitter at LVL Unlocked Pod. That's LVL Unlocked Pod. Thank you all again so much for listening. I will see y'all next week.